a try. And if you like what you see, turn off the TV and do it. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going today, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of those sun's not out, uh, and I'm just dead tired. How are you doing today, out. Dice? <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, doing okay. Had had a Aikido morning, and I'm just sore. So, Is that the way to pronounce it? I've always... I don't yeah, know why, yeah. but my brain it was just like, Aikido... Yeah, it's I could That's a diet, um, I guess. That is the a diet. phononyms and Japanese pronunciation stuff. What did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no phono, no phono. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Um, How about you, Jake? How are you? We, we we don't often ask that. I always assume that you're good. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's fair. Uh, so while uh, Dice was engaging in Aikido, I was literally sleeping. <laughs> and it got the message that was like hey you know i'm gonna be uh available um i was like was i was checking discord in bed having just woken up and my brain went to like different people are in different places as far as physical activity and physical well-being and i'm not <laughs> like <laughs> this is i'm i am not a well-being <laughs> i am not yes yeah yeah so. i mean it's it is a conscious choice and I have to apply effort to actually do it. I am not a morning person. Our Saturday classes, I have to wake up at like 8.30, and that's Shameful. ideally not when I want to wake up. Well, depending on how long your classes are, like my brain would be like, okay, i got to burn through some bullshit Saturday morning, and then I come back, and I'm like, I've earned this fucking lunch. And then you just, you go nuts. You're like, oh, I'll, I'll, you get it like a plate, and you're like, I'm going to put this on it, and then the plate's way too big, but you're like, I've justified these calories. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, that I part. Wendy's. <laughs> you did all right. You did not justify those guys. <laughs> you didn't justify Dave Thomas levels of. What did you get though? Out of curiosity, uh, I haven't just been a in a while. Double. They they okay. have a ghost pepper chicken sandwich right now, but they put cheese on it because it's American, and that I think it detracts a little bit from it. It's also the ghost pepper sauce isn't particularly spicy. It's yeah. fine. It's better than they had a weird like Parmesan chip, like overly crusted thing. A couple months ago and that was disappointing yeah it's it's kind of interesting seeing how fast food develops especially in like the burger wars or the chicken sandwich wars in the united states because it gets it gets really silly i think if we go back into the historical record um i associated a bunch of like really out there sandwiches and burgers with like carl's jr okay right they would be like, oh, we're going to just slap a bunch of crap on that. Here's like your super mega ultra. This burger is entirely your meal. And then like Wendy started to catch up. They had like the Baconator and then they're like, okay, too much political fallout. Son of Baconator. Um, there's there's weird <laughs> political stuff. They got <laughs> Wendy's got bought out by Arby's back when we were like in high school. The, the fuck? Yumco is the Pepsi, Taco Bell, KFC, Pizza Hut, the basically the primary competitor, whatever the conglomerate that owns Arby's bought Wendy's and tried to upscale them a little bit, so like to be more of the family dining, and that's kind of when they started making the like fancier type of meals and they had like the whole uh, fry okay. thing. Um but like I always associate the weird things with Taco Bell. Just because mm-hmm. they'll throw whatever in a thing and talk, call it some kind of Spanish name that isn't yep. accurate at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it's what you want. I mean, they have cheese fries. So, I mean, what are you going to do? Nacho cheese Th- fries. This is our polo rolo. What? <laughs> it's chicken that we've dredged in a... You know those small chocolate candies? <laughs> <laughs> Would not put it past them. Uh-huh. Taco Bell's freaking great, though. It, I I can't judge I can't judge Wendy's though I distinctly remember back when we were working in the office, if I'd go to a different place depending on who I went to lunch with. Dave had standards, so usually we'd go someplace reasonable <laughs> like Wegmans or whatever. Um, but if it was Landon, <laughs> we would just go to Wendy's. <laughs> usually that's where we it's like Wendy's or Taco Bell's where and occasionally Chipotle. 
when I visited you guys at uh, EVA. Yeah. Chipotle I, was the equivalent of our high class option. <laughs> I mean, I would still mess around Chipotle. It's been a minute, but I always enjoyed that because it's just I want, I want volume. Mm-hmm. Well, McDonald's fucking sucks. So we go to Chipotle. <laughs> I will say to to Landon's credit, um, when he was about to get married and was doing like bachelor party stuff, I was like, okay, like we haven't really made an active plan for like food at this point, and he just. He's one of those people who's like, oh, I, I'll eat later. I didn't think about eating lunch. And I was like, right. okay, well, should we grab some food before we go out and do stuff? He's like, sure. Like, okay, what do you want? We'll go anywhere. He's like, there's a Burger King down the road. And then later on, his wife is like, you took him to Burger King? And I was like, <laughs> it, it was not my first choice. <laughs> he was just so down for it. It was pretty great. I don't think we, I don't think we made him pay. That was that no, was the upside. of course not. <laughs> that was the upside, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if like you like, we have to clarify in case people think they're like, and then you make you charged him money. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's um, payment for the friendship, right? Well, I they, mean, they, every they... once in a while, I do a, I do a tax collection with people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now it's uh, the diff- The problem I have with Chipotle is just our closest local one is very sad. Um, to quote next president, uh, very sad. Um. And I've ordered from them for, like, mobile pickup. Also, like, this is one thing that developed. A lot of people developed the infrastructure during the pandemic, and I'm still a big fan of it, is you're just, like, order, grab your food, right? Like, show up, grab it, leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't work there <laughs> because they're just <laughs> so behind on orders that, like, they very rarely had it ready. Um, even if I show up a little bit late, they're just like, oh, what are you waiting for? <laughs> I'm like... My they made it the food and then like, they make oh, it oh we yeah. can start that yeah yeah pretty much um so i'm like i guess it's slightly more efficient than waiting in line but there's almost a line for the pickup at this point and now you have two lines and i'm like i don't think this is the control flow you guys want i made the mistake or we made the correct choice based on what we wanted to do for cinco de mayo uh rachel and i ordered plaza azteca and i'm like it's Fair. going to be slammed We'll do call ahead. Their call ahead pickups always been good on like whatever random Fridays we normally order from them. But it was Cinco de Mayo on a Friday. I show up. I, I put my order in for pickup at five o'clock. I show up a little bit early, like just I'll be here ready to grab it and go. The amount of people just standing there. Plaza Azteca had a two-hour wait, and people were waiting for it. <laughs> and that was on top of a part of. The like, the grab and go is great, except that you then have the people running DoorDashes and uh, Grubhubs, mm-hmm. where they're not invested in. They just need the food and then to leave. They have no right. like. They're not. They don't care about the restaurant. That's not even their order. Um, so sometimes it's like they'll just push their way through and like right. not they'll shank around. you on the way. Right. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so on top of all of the uh the people that oh we've been here 45 minutes where's our table we told you it was an hour and also uh-huh. you have your 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 buzzer and they're like why do we need our buzzer like did you get a buzzer yes okay i can actually tell you where you're in position based on your buzzer rather than you just showing up and being like we've been here a while like yeah. so i think people we yeah we avoid going to places that we know are busy <laughs> Mm-hmm. that's a good strategy also you know not a bad health strategy in general if it's absolutely packed there you might have a bad time land party <laughs> <laughs> i had a good time at land party but there was some bad time too um yeah yeah i mean we probably we don't go to many sit down places still but we've started diversifying a little bit um went to a what was it a coffee shop recently okay. dave's gonna see that tomorrow we're gonna try that one out um and it was just very quiet very off hours very chill atmosphere and i'm like this is basically what i want like starbucks starbucks was on to something i think hot take when they were like hey we're gonna try to just cultivate a sit down sort of study atmosphere for all this crap that's pretty much what i want everywhere i don't want like mass panic in the streets children running down like between the booths trying to climb up onto your table like, can, are you going to finish that i'm like i have no idea who you are <laughs> the the counter service style though like where 
you're not necessarily being waited on. Um, That's generally a cafe atmosphere for some extent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Taco Bell works that way, no? Basically. You can can walk up to the counter. Okay. (laughs) And then you leave. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Because like you put in your order up front, right? And then you go sit down. They're like they call your name. You go get your food, and then you maybe hang out a little bit. That's Taco Bell. That's mm-hmm. Starbucks. That's. that's I'm not going I'm... back. Like I finished my coffee. You know what? I could go for a scone, and then I'm like going back. Right. Well, and no, that's... you you put a mobile order, and then you pick it up when it's ready while you're sitting at the, the booth. You're like, I don't want, want to fucking talk to this person at all. <laughs> <laughs> More like talk no bell. <laughs> Got him. That was great. Everyone has we to learn sign language to get to get a taquitos. <laughs> you just keep making the the gesture of like a taco going into your mouth. <laughs> You're like, ah, no Felicio, no Felicio. <laughs> I had to uh, I had to explain what taco me meant to Rachel recently. Uh, mm. Back in college, when Shane and I would drive to like Lebanon to visit his his friends from home, we would stop at the Taco Bell and get a party pack for the ride. Because it was being like eight o'clock, we were leaving to get down there at like midnight because college kids. Um, and so he was navigating. I would just be like Taco Me. He would unwrap the taco, just throw it in my face, basically. And that's yeah. the reason why there was so many Taco <laughs> Bell receipts in my backseat. Uh huh. Yeah. No, it's. I think. I think maybe a good healthy adult trend would be to frequent like cafes things like that more mature establishments as you get older but like we just have our taco bell visitation graph is very positive a very positive slope um probably more than when we were definitely more than when we were in college or any time prior now we just have the money for it we can go to taco bell (laughs) (laughs) we can afford it (laughs) <laughs> we have Taco Bell at home. Taco Bell at home. But also Taco Bell keeps introducing new boxes. It's basically like a, true, it's the a, box. it's, they're, exp- they're exploiting FOMO. Mm-hmm. There's, there's people that have the uh, the monthly subscriptions for some sort of themed box. I know mm-hmm. those are quite popular. Uh, that's, oh, you... we, we get that at Taco Bell. <laughs> and I get it. My brain jumped to like, <laughs> that at Taco Bell already. I'm like, that's a thing you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, Taco Taco Bell is on Grubhub. Grubhub has that subscription, Mm. so it's too far for me now. It's I've actually I've I've I'm I'm not using DoorDash or Grubhub much at all anymore. Um, I'm trying to just pick stuff up if I can. It's getting. I mean, we don't have to talk finance (laughs) on our video game podcast if you guys don't want to. Delivery is definitely expensive, and the food is already like significantly more expensive. To the point where, like, delivery or anything that's percentage-based, right, is like, hmm, I don't know. Maybe not. What yeah, there's definitely <laughs> more planning I have to put in this stuff. Like, on my way home from work, I'll put an order in for pickup when I get there. Makes a lot more sense than paying the 10 to $15 it ends up being on top of, depending on which service they're using, may make the cost of the items more already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I I just had sheets for lunch because I refused to cook chicken yet again. So it's dangerous. How do you if you don't eat? cook it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, if so you have some mud nearby, you dredge it. <laughs> Actually, I can just make the same Rolo joke again. Pollo Rolo. Polo Pollo Rolo. Yeah. Every time you say that, I'm thinking of the restaurant from Breaking Bad, and that's that's on me. Uh, Pollo Hermanos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the chicken brother <laughs> I mean I would legitimately I, I would love to find like a nice good chicken sandwich because like I don't dislike the frozen to whatever fry thing they do at like sheets or other types of fast food places like I can I can work with a chicken sandwich like that mm-hmm. but I'd love to have one where I'm like yo guys you gotta try out this right. versus I'm, it's passable I'm constantly on the hunt for a place that does the chicken wrap like IK did. There was something about like how they fried their skillet fried their chicken that I just can't find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't think it exists. <laughs> I think 
whatever that food company was in college, there's like it's just Armark. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't everywhere. a good company. It was just the, it was either how greasy the the skillet was or like how freshly it was chopped and whatever. But it was such a basic meal because it was basically just lettuce, chicken, and then your buffalo ranch dip. Yeah, and, it, and that was a wrap. But and that's a wrap, folks. <laughs> they had they had a fry cook back there, or a cook. I don't know if a fry cook is a person who makes chicken or not. I haven't watched SpongeBob in long enough. But <laughs> the cook back there, who's essentially a warlock, and they've made some pact with a demonic food entity in order to create the best chicken sandwich. And you'll just never find it again. This is how cults start. Is one of the uh, does that make KFC a uh, primeval? <laughs> there are lesser evil, I would say. <laughs> I haven't had KFC in a very, very, very long time. Are they good? <laughs> I I personally don't think so. Rachel and I do. We have KFC once a year okay. <laughs> for Christmas Eve because we are weeps. Um, <laughs> in Japan, KFC is like you have to pre-order your holiday meal, and they basically sold... Or no, sorry, it's not not Christmas. It's uh New Year's. Okay, is it? Uh, it's one of the the end of year holidays. Takiomi um, Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and we watched Iron. But um, no, <laughs> the general answer is no. <laughs> but they will continue to have uh promotions. There was a they did the double down promotion, which just brought memories back of college when they first introduced the double down. Yeah. Dave is intimately aware because I had to uh, beg him to go play Ultimate with me after having two of them because I thought my heart was stopping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're like, I need to burn off anything. Can we go outside? I'm like, yeah, sure, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) It really feels like the double down is to traditional actual food as like four loco was to (laughs) alcoholic beverages. It's just like, how do we concentrate as much of the thing as we can and then just convince someone that it's a serving size. <laughs> yeah, accurate. It fits oh. in my hand, therefore I must be able to have just one of them. <laughs> Not a fourth. I think I don't remember, I don't even know if this is true now because I don't. I haven't been able to find another reference for it, but I think we talked about it at one point in the podcast. One of the things to get into like um, one of the closed Diablo betas was to like buy a double down, I think. Yep. Yep. Okay, so that's real. I trust yeah. I trust it's real if you if you also Yeah, the, the closed beta a couple weeks but I think like the March beta was based on I don't know if you were guaranteed closed beta access or if like that was what you had to do to submit a drawing to get into the closed beta. <laughs> that's dangerous. <laughs> the second thing you describe could lead to a bad situation <laughs> where people consume multiple double downs in order to get into a game which is going to cause them to be sedentary for a weekend <laughs> and then they die. <laughs> um, and then yesterday, I think, yesterday, I dates are weird. Uh, there's been a lot of marketing for Diablo 4. I can't imagine why. Um, they had uh, the chance to win a demon meat shake now um hmm. shakes are usually something i associate with dairy putting that out there uh based on the description i heard recently it was basically different size jelly boba with some fruit in it maybe some shortening huh pass i'd like to pass so hard do not force this upon me ever i would I don't take- like sucking jelly balls through big straws for a beverage. I want my beverage to be a liquid. Full Ra- Rachel, stop. <laughs> Rachel loves boba. So like we end up ordering boba, and every time I order, or she even makes some boba at home occasionally, the part that I'm most disappointed in is the boba. Like, just give me a nice tea. Yeah, I got... Um, sorry, I have, I have two things. I have two points I want to say real quick. First, thank you, Dice, for making coming up with the title for this episode which is now double down on the demon meat shake <laughs> um so we may get demonetized but it'll be worth it um demonetize sorry that was a bad... <laughs> yeah. hey see this see this is, this is why this is why it's uh it's the duo sometimes the trio um puns 
Also, also, I'm not sure how I feel about the boba balls, but I think it has to do with straw circumference. That's if you're going to a weird, right. <laughs> a weird boba Radius? place, they might not give you the right straw. Or you pull a Dave and you try to open your boba with the wrong side of the straw. Mm-hmm. You can I get didn't know there was a sharp end. I just had one <laughs> end and I'm like, I'm going to jam it in. It's not working. Looks at the other end that's like serrated and actually has like a metal tip. I'm like, motherfucker. Uh-huh. Because you can get it as an additive at Sheets. They have like oh, some yeah. like whatever energy boost, whatever, whatever. And then like boba balls, basically. Um, but their straws do not accommodate. So you can drink the entirety of it, and then you got to like kind of fish them out with a straw and eat it like it's the worst spoon. Um, doesn't feel like that's the experience you're supposed to have. Thanks to Dave, I recently got to re-experience an icy, and mm. I remember as a kid they had the s- straw spoons. So like the bottom was flayed yep. out, so you could actually scoop the ice chunks. But so those were fun for that bit. But as you're drinking, as you got to like the last 10%, you couldn't because the straw was not actually flush with the bottom. You had like this nub, so you had to like bend it to try and like... Or or you're me sitting in a movie going (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) I'll be honest, I could not hear you. The the audio was very loud. It is, again, a theater. (laughs) That's, That's probably good. You don't want to be that guy in the theater. The whole six people that were in the theater because we decided to see the movie at like the last possible moment. What were you I didn't do that for movies more. We saw John, we Wick, saw 4. John Wick 4. Ah, okay, so this is a recent one. I thought we were still in uh, sepia reminiscing about the college days. <laughs> no, I'm but, still a child. <laughs> I saw uh, Transformers <laughs> 1 with uh, new actor Shy LaBeouf. Yeah, LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. Actual cannibal. Um. Yeah, I would not honestly mind going to see more movies just as like a, a nice going out experience but again with the smaller capacity of people because like I don't like packed anything like I'm not yet that much of an anxious person but the older I get and the more there's like outbreaks of things I'm like what if we just didn't throw in all these variables that'd be cool um I- I can attest that's true because I-, I saw Dave play Pac-Man twice and then never again He's not a fan of packed anything. That one's Your a turn, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking about the Dave and I had talked about. There's a there used to be an old theater in our uh, in the town where we grew up, like in high school and stuff. Um, that they always ran like just out of theater movies for really cheap, and it was always empty, which also explains why it's no longer there. But it was nice seeing movies when it was basically empty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, matinees are a dream. You pay like $2. They're like, we don't even care if you're here. It's basically, we're just showing this so you buy popcorn. Would you please buy mm-hmm. some popcorn while you're here? Thank you. Right. Yeah, that is that is the trick, right? On one hand, a thriving business is a full theater and a dying business is an empty theater, but the dying theater is the one that's more appealing <laughs> to visit. <laughs> Do you have an ideal movie experience, Jake, of like going to the movies, or would you rather prefer just doing it home setup every time? I mean, the home setup's pretty good right now. Not gonna lie, um, it's probably the best it's ever been. But if it, if I disqualify that, I mean, there is a social aspect to. I don't invite people over to watch movies at my house that much. So if, it, if we're comboing this, and it's like, hey, this is supposed to be a social thing. It's gonna be out there at the movies or whatever. Um, I was a big fun, big fan of um, um, a movie tavern. Um, I can say that without necessarily doxing anyone because there's several of them. Um, and also, we had to travel to see one of them. So even if you start looking around specifically, checking around the perimeter of a movie tavern, you're not going to find us. Um, <laughs> but that was a cool experience. Uh, the food was very expensive, but I liked their chairs, and I liked how you could get like a drink and stuff, and it was just... Oh, know. you mean I... how you could like cross your legs without kicking the person next to you? You actually had mm-hmm. arm space, right? And you could fit a beverage without you know kind of having it teeter on the edge. That one didn't bother me too much. The crossing the legs without hitting the person next to me. But the upside is other people could cross their legs without kicking me, and that's what that's what I was in for. Yeah, I I did go back a little bit. Like 
after doing Moving Tavern as the default for so long, going and doing a regular movie, not having somebody walk across the aisle two or three times during a movie is more immersive. So, like, it's it's what you want out of the experience. Um, or, yeah, just home setup. Mm-hmm. I... I will say at any home setup I've had, which is basically just, you know, a chair, a TV, nothing too crazy on my part. I like the idea of somebody bringing me alcohol. Maybe next time if I have like a movie night, I'd be like, hey, I'm going to sit here. But while you're up, could you do me a solid? (laughs) Maybe that's just what I'm looking for in an experience. You got to get a mini fridge built into your lazy boy so that the drinks are already there for you. Mm-hmm. You technically brought yourself a drink. No lie, I'm very sad that my mini fridge died at some point because I got it for dirt cheap from somebody who I think stole it from a yard sale or something. Like it was, <laughs> it was handed down through a couple, a couple people, a couple college kids. How to make it the cheapest product imaginable? <laughs> Stolen from Theft. someone's yard. <laughs> There but I, a... I think I paid like five bucks for it, and it lasted for a couple of years. That's like half the price of a combo meal at Taco Bell. It's crazy. Uh, there was a I saw a mini fridge recently at um when we were doing our, our our retail about shopping, and it accommodated exactly six, I believe, canned beverages, and I was like, what's the point of this? I assume was it USB guys... powered? I hope I didn't see, but that's the only way I could justify it. I assume when you guys are talking about mini fridges, you're talking about like the greatest generation mini fridges, like right. This is the mini fridge come passed down by your grandpa. People fought in the war, you know, to defend this. You can Not survive some... a nuclear blast from inside of it, right? Yes, it was at least accommodated more than six cans. Uh, why can I not hear you, Dave? I've now lost Dave's audio. <laughs> I forgot to unmute from when I apparently was (laughs) screwing back on the bottle cap so I didn't make noise. So you guys missed about 30 awesome quips. Um, I was going to say that you could could maybe fit like a small kit in there. Mm -hmm. Um, It should should be able to fit a couple of beverages and some leftovers. Like there should be a rack to be able to separate some stuff. But What about having a microwave on top of it? I mean, if it's forcefully built in and I have to pay extra money for that, yes. Because I need to be able to refrigerate my taquitos after I make them, assuming I don't eat them all, which is a very slim chance. Or have the taquitos immediately available so you just lean back in your chair, open the fridge, put a taquito in the microwave, and then you're ready to go. Ah. You're keeping taquitos in the fridge? You sociopath. (laughs) You sociopath. You have to have them fall so then you can cook them faster. Right. Well, you have an you adjacent genius. mini freezer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have a mini freezer that stores the taquitos for long term. Move them to thaw. Move them to microwave. The actual effort you'll need to exert to complete this process is unbecoming of someone who owns a mini fridge, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, And then you have another thing to be like, well, this is for taquito sublimation, and this one is for taquito flash freezing. <laughs> Taquito Bose-Einstein condensates? Yo. I, that would actually make me vomit, I think. <laughs> For anybody who does not remember what a Bose-Einstein condensate is because they watched, what was it, Zoom? Was that the, the Nickelodeon informational show? I don't Zoom know. Zoom PBS. Come on. Okay, sorry, Zoom, sorry, PBS. Come on and Zoom, 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 Zoom. We'll just we'll keep doing the full intro for a minute and a half. Uh-huh. That's but... gonna be the now the intro for this episode. I'll look up the link <laughs> for you. Thank you. Uh it saves me some editing work. But a Bose Einstein condensate uh is I think it was water and it, baking it's effectively powder? a superfluid, so it does not have surface tension. Um because it has no surface tension, it basically can move up glasses by itself. Um it's almost in that like super chilled state. Like it's it's near zero Kelvin to be able to get a fluid down to that level. Mm. I might be thinking of a different thing based on how you didn't fault my. It's water and one other ingredient that I was thinking of. 
I'm thinking of non-Newtonian fluid. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. The the slimes, um, glue and water or something. Yeah, uh, like baking baking soda or baking powder and water. One of those. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's baking soda. That was good stuff. Well, this is, there's different types. Of I'm going to say it's cornstarch. I'm going to say it's cornstarch. That, that corn sounds starch. right. You're right. Yep. You're right. What am I thinking? So I'm thinking it was edible. of. Yeah, I'm thinking of baking soda plus vinegar? something that made it explode. Yeah, vinegar. vinegar. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those were the the home volcanoes. Mm-hmm. We are now uh, middle school uh, science fair. We're really going to bring for... a Bose Einstein condensate to a, a middle school there was... fair. As soon as you brought up the term Bose-Einstein condensate, I was like, this is this is basically our chance. This is the way that we actually age forward the podcast episode enough that it's not all juvenile college stories of like what is the most convenient way to eat taquitos <laughs> and stuff like that. And the people have imme- to know. <laughs> we immediately went back to baking soda volcanoes. <laughs> so I need to now, uh, to complete the thread, go back to... When you said a Bose-Einstein condensate of taquitos, I was thinking a non-Newtonian taquito, (laughs) which is where I got the knee-jerk reaction from. You have to eat it so slowly so you can actually break it apart. That's that's the most dangerous thing. You're like, I'm so excited to eat this that you chip a tooth. Like, that would be the worst thing imaginable. So for anybody who doesn't remember non-Newtonian fluids, what I was trying to explain earlier before I fucked up is... It is a substance that if you hit it quickly, it will react like a hard surface. The viscosity you... is non-consistent. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you push into it slowly, you're met with less resistance. So yeah. you can play around with it. It's always very fun to um, just suspend things in it or like poke it with your hand. Mm-hmm. But if you the slapped pre- it, it's like slapping a countertop. The pre-YouTube era of like science shows, there were like Nickelodeon or Mythbusters where they made giant vats of non-Newtonian fluids Mm -hmm. and tried to have people run on it and then they just stand Uh there and sink in. The alternative description or definition for non-Newtonian fluid is they got a bunch of fluids together and they had Newton look at each one and he'd say, no, not that one. (laughs) I hate it when it gets like this. (laughs) Newton, drink your juice. No. (laughs) This is a non-Newtonian juice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But pulp sucks, am I right, guys? Fucking worst. I know there's some pulpers here, and I I see you guys not speaking up that you're on my side. (laughs) We can let it slide. It's fine. But I will judge you quietly for the rest of time. I already do not get enough fiber in my diet, so... Mm -hmm. I'm neutral on pulp. I think I used to really dislike it, but now I just accept similar thing. It's like if there is some displeasure from the ingestion of this, it's replaced by this. I'm being an adult sense of this is better for me. So you don't mind proctologist exams? Is that? Yeah, I mean, okay. take what you can get. I've <laughs> <laughs> um, never done that, actually. How old? How old should one be when uh, you start start check- checking for such things? I think it's thirty five is the recommended. Mm-hmm. So for you to be eligible for presidency, you're saying that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if there's if there's a family history, they want you to do it earlier. But like right. the, hey, you're an adult male. This is when we start wanting to identify whether this thing is a possibility for you. A but possibility, it's also not... an opportunity, if you will. Imagine your regular life. Regular thing. <laughs> um, if there's no, like, I think it's every couple of years after the first one, too. And I think they've yeah. may. I'm not. I am not a doctor. You should speak to your family doctor uh, <laughs> about any scheduled appointments you should have if there's anything you're concerned. Um, you don't necessarily have to do it every year, though. Yeah. As your family doctor, just get checked. I guess <laughs> if, if you're concerned about it. I actually, it's funny that we're talking about this now. Maybe you guys saw the same Reddit thread and like read the comments I did, but there was, there was a post recently where people were talking about it. I have no idea what the topic was. I also, side thing, do you guys read Reddit comments or you just, just uh, mostly check the, uh, the OP when you're browsing Reddit? It's usually comments and then not the actual article because that's how I read it from 
Yes. What about you, Dave? I'm I'm somebody who like if I'm browsing a thing like that, like I don't really want the back and forth banter as much. I'm like just give me the high level content. If I'm interested, I might delve into it more. But mm-hmm. it's very much give me the PNG to lol at, and I'll move about my day. Definitely. My subreddits are very filtered to mostly discussion subreddits, mm-hmm. so that's kind of the the content that I have designed Reddit for of like somebody breaking down the whatever the technology Twin post towers. was or whatever. Right. <laughs> Wait, were you just down the... <laughs> I have to optimize no. the fun out of everything. Uh huh. I actually I'm I'm between the the, the both of you because I usually check Reddit on mobile and I don't bother signing in on mobile. So I see the defaults. Um, but the defaults aren't really the same that they used to be. And it's kind of it's a combination of what all used to be and what the defaults used to be. Because there used to be like 10, 12 something default subreddits, whatever the, the big mm-hmm. ones were. And now it's like stuff can show up on that list um, from a non-default subreddit. But like anyways, a global trending. Yeah, exactly. Something big. Uh, there is a... <laughs> Maybe it's just because I use Reddit as fun, actually, and they just have a different default. But whenever, like, uh, Naruto has a release, like, that shows up near the freaking top. Um, And it's really funny to see that. Um, Well, it's not really funny. It's just kind of indicative of how popular it is. This is by a release. I mean, like, manga release. They're like, a new episode just dropped. Let's freaking go. Episode. That's what they call (laughs) manga releases, I think. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's right. I don't know. For me, our it, anime may be in the defaults now. Hmm. Isn't anime hate that. the world news subreddit though? Or no, no, oh, no, no, no. I man. forget I all of that. That's the, there. There was some like besides the trees and uh, weeds subreddit. Yeah, um, that's the old school version. But yeah, there was definitely like somebody branched off some major subreddit, and it was just some dumb world news anime titties. Those were the two. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds familiar. Yeah. I was looking up world news, mom, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest, oh, anytime the... that I have tried to like log in from my phone, like, oh I'm just gonna check some YouTube while I'm waiting on something and I'm not signed in, I'm like, what fucking world is this? Because mm-hmm. it is so wildly different from hey, here's your curated thing over maybe a decade of here's the content you like, here's Dark Souls YouTubers, here's people playing Smash, here's a funny video to what to me at this point because i'm just so distant from it all feels like tiktok it's just like hey here's what the general majority cares about i'm like i hate the general majority <laughs> uh perfect service announcement sorry public service announcement um chrome is changing their add-on manifest and that is going to break ad ad blockers for YouTube, um, so use Firefox. People Pretty should much. use Firefox. You can use Firefox on mobile and get the exact same extensions that you have on desktop, which includes a fully supported ad blocker for YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, you know, buy YouTube Premium if, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Hey, do you want to or- try it? I know you want to watch the 30-second video, but here's the 30-second ad about you could have use us as TV. Just, do you want to pay money for YouTube? Yeah, it's 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 interesting to think about. Like, I get that they want to make YouTube profitable, but at the same time, they kind of don't have to as a company, right? Like, it's not like Google's struggling, as far as I can tell. They uh, they messed up YouTube TV though this week um, based on Reddit discussions that I have no direct interest in. Apparently the end of some NFL game that was being, because they, they bought the some of the sports licenses from DirecTV or something, so the only way you can watch certain network things about sports ball. Um, but instead of playing the last like five minutes of a game that was really close, they got stuck looping an ad. <laughs> that is hilarious actually god damn I, I would i would absolutely hate that if it was like 
some say, say say something related to me if i was it was some years back and i was watching the international and they're like okay ad break on twitch or something and then it's just like starts looping the head-on apply directly to the forehead ad <laughs> but like more than three times so you're like i don't actually think it's the original ad anymore that would probably that yeah. would probably be a bad experience I mean, it it was like off season or something. So like, but if you're into that, like if that's what you you paid some ridiculous amount of money because they mm-hmm. basically turned YouTube into a cable company. Um, yeah, that's not cool. No. Do they at least do they treat it where like you could theoretically, if you refresh the page, go back to a I point have, in time or it's only no live streaming and you have no control to go I back think I think it's actually set up like TV so oh. like there's a chance that you can go back and see something but it's basically using YouTube as a replacement for cable TV um, so like you're lo- leaving your local channels and like the national broadcast stuff which is where sports ball things that's an interesting question though because I think YouTube is actually like I, I never had the device, but there was the um was TiVo like a DVR. Was that what it was called or DVR? Uh, T- yeah, TiVo was the name brand. DVR is the generic brand. It's a the, digital the video recorder. Yeah, um, YouTube basically kind of has that out of the jump, right? Like I think most of the broadcasts that happen, um, if the user decided to make it publicly available afterwards, it'll become available, right? Like Overwatch League matches after they switched off Twitch, those are all available on YouTube. Um, things like that. I could see how if they made like a deal with ESPN or something like that, maybe they didn't want the uh, broadcasts to stick around in an accessible format otherwise because ESPN has like prehistoric levels. Well, specifically of, like, NFL. NFL. NFL does, yeah. Prehistoric levels of like caveman grabbing it on that. But <laughs> um I mean, it's almost like a pre-solved problem in YouTube, right? That would be the upside, I would think, is you just people in the the Gen Z generation wouldn't have any concept of the idea of DVR. They're just going to expect expect things to be available. Yeah. This is how you get them to keep watching. And it's one of those things where, like, it's easier to do screen recordings of that stuff. So, like, the, there's a chance, but there's a certain like technology hurdle so like the average person yeah. won't do it whereas back in the day the vhs won because it let you record stuff uh uh-huh. and it was literally just you press the button and magically you had that time shifting and then the dvr was an extension of that um whereas there are obviously ways of doing that capture but there's there's a tech- technological hurdle there that's not just press one button there's guides online to do it like if you weren't technically inclined and already doing that kind of stuff but mm-hmm Yeah, I think I I think that's fair. I I have um, my brain goes to some of the videos I've seen on YouTube where it's like in order to avoid being copyright struck or outright brought down, they've done some sort of video manipulation. Yeah, and there's almost this like um, I don't want to say cult, but conspiracy like approach to it where people have gone in different directions. So they're like, okay, we introduce a grainy filter. Okay, no, that's not working. We're going to flip it horizontal. Okay, that just isn't working. We tried flipping it vertically. No one watches it. Okay, we cut off the top. We cut off the sides. We cut off the bottom. <laughs> All right, we've shrunk it, and we put it over <laughs> some other video that's playing, and we just have it up here in the corner. Yeah, the right? opacity layer stuff. Yeah. Then there's, like, the speed-up things, like, oh, we have a variable times. speed uh-huh. ramp yeah. and slow down so that it's not consistent. It's arcane. They're, they're yeah. Not, like, the show. But they're probably the show also. No, like, on like the like studio, this. Arcane Studio. <laughs> yeah. I see that a lot with like um, Instagram. If I'm just scrolling, I'd be like, "Hey, here's like a little DBZ clip." I'm like, "Oh, I remember that show." And then it is, as you described, like it has like this full border of stuff. Like they're using other non-copyrighted music for something, or mm-hmm. they put on like a TikTok song. You're like, you, you, hey, the one time that Piccolo said no to go on, you're like, oh, it's so bad at, but it's just such a weird way to re-experience that content. Yeah, you triggered a weird uh, recent association. So apparently, back in the early 2000s, before like Adult Swim and Toonami really existed, um, there was a whole bunch of experimentation on Cartoon Network. 
Um, somebody recently found an episode of JBVO, which was the Johnny Bravo, uh, like late night talk show type of thing, like Space Coast Coast to Coast, but hosted by Johnny Bravo. Okay. Apparently, one of those episodes was the Namek saga of DBZ sped up, narrated by Johnny Bravo. And somebody found. They actually like there was a, a VHS that somebody's mom had that had it's like they like there was like that uh Shazam uh the Mandela effect. Um where like people weren't sure that this was actually a thing until somebody oh, right, right. actually yeah. found the archive. Um yeah, weird weird things I that can, existed. I can imagine that the uh that would be the type of thing I would expect the Mandela effect to be full in full effect for, right? It's like, do you guys remember Johnny Bravo voiceover of anime? You're like, no, no, I think that's <laughs> you, I think that's you, dude. <laughs> um, that's silly. Toonami was a time that was before my time, though. I didn't get to experience it really. No, that was. I don't want to say a good part of my childhood, but like I do have very fond memories of around when five o'clock rolled around on like a school night. Mm. I was like, parents, I need to allocate the TV because <laughs> some DBZ shit's going to be going on for two episodes and then I will eat dinner after the fact. I had the VHS set up to record DBZ and then when they wouldn't do the seasons and I wouldn't know when the next episode was, I'd always like miss the first one of the new season of however they were doing the the cures at the time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Trying to watch it's... all of DBZ on TV was rough. Yeah. <laughs> it's so much more convenient now where like, hey, stuff's online, whether on YouTube or another platform. And you're like, hey, it's labeled appropriately and I can know what I'm watching versus just, well, I know uh, on Saturday morning uh, these shows will happen in this order and I have to hope for the best. Oh, it's a rerun? I don't want to see that one for Ben 10 or whatever. I need to watch something else. Oh, Batman Beyond New One? Hell yeah. Felt like such a gamble. They even had like TV guides for like, hey, uh, if you don't know the order of episodes for what we're going to be showing today, here's what it is. And you're like, okay, I can look. Oh, yep, 3 p.m. Uh-huh. Okay. TV guide was basically designed inadvertently for a generation that was raised on strategy guides. <laughs> you're like, here you go. <laughs> strategize your tv watching and here's some cheat cheat codes for the television (laughs) i'm gonna check the walkthrough real quick okay it's 8 (laughs) p.m what about adult swim did you guys catch that to a degree daily show into adult swim is usually how my uh my nights went i did that for a while then i got sleepy yeah, it did go it did go late. I didn't see Adult Swim until I was significantly older since I didn't have cable. Earlier I said that was before my time. I'm not like 20. I was just in a bubble for for the earlier part of my life. So, um but yeah, I I have mixed experiences with Adult Swim. I started to watch it around college age, give or take a couple years, like 18 plus. And then it was like stuff like Squidbillies, which I completely yeah. to this day I don't understand and it makes me uncomfortable um <laughs> yeah don't for me the stuff that i like was the anime stuff i can't imagine why mm-hmm. he's There's a the... weeb it's a callback <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one that was on around that time was like um a metal rock show uh it was a band it was about a metal band metalocalypse metalocalypse that's the one yeah and that one was more tolerable, but I was like, I still feel like I'm, I'm outside of what the joke is. Um, I, w- I will say, as a, a metal fan, especially more so during that time, uh, they had so many jokes in season one where it's just choice. Uh, Go to example I like to share. Uh, there is a, I think it's a Nordic black metal band called Dimu Borgir. Okay. And they have, you know, like that very black metal, hard to read font. Um, but they had a little place like in like the background called Dimu Burger. And that for me, I'm like, okay, they know their audience. Yeah. It was good enough of an inside, inside references. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's always good. Uh, do you have a Goku example you'd like to share? Please. Dave what? said he had a go to. Dave said he had a go to uh... example. And I was like, sit on the pun, sit on the pun. 
the listeners may be paying attention. Maybe this will land. Maybe it won't. But now that I've explained it, of course it'll land. 100% credit to me. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's mostly... I, I really liked when they would do, like, the anime movie stuff. Because that wasn't stuff that I would watch normally. And then I found out that there was Kaza, and I would just download anime instead. Yeah, yeah I didn't... I didn't watch much there, but I will say I've looked at the price of some of the, like, to just catch up on a show that I know is good and people have recommended. If I were to just do this legitimately, like, rent the show on some medium, it's all priced out by season. So if something's really long, to me, the value actually kind of doesn't scale linearly, if that makes any sense, right? Like, if I were to watch Carbon or whatever it was called... And it's all just available on Netflix, and I just do the Netflix subscription, and I can watch all of the seasons. Great. If I were to, like, try to watch it on YouTube, and I'm going to, like, watch some show that has six... Say I wanted to watch Dexter or something for some reason, right? It's, like, seven seasons or whatever the crap. Each season is, like, 20 bucks. And I'm like, these are not equal value propositions, right? I can can either consume all of this, regardless of how long it is, or all of this, and spend so much money. And I just don't get it. The, it's uh, nine nine seasons, but only four of them are good. Um, <laughs> Whenever you become a lumberjack, just stop. Um, yeah, I had back when I first had like adult job, I was buying anime, but it was convincing myself to buy anime specifically to be like, I want more of this thing. This yeah. is my way of saying I want more of this instead of it You're just being a blanket. Like, yeah. So Which I think the collecting, the collecting stuff. Yeah. I think that's good, and I appreciate that more as I get older. I think, like, I was a fairly shameless pirate when I was younger, but I also just didn't have a lot of money to throw around on such thing. The old um, Gabe Newell quote of uh, piracy is not a uh, a person problem, it's a product problem. Right, it's like distribution or something, right? It's like... It's because there wasn't a better way to access this. It, piracy was the better way of accessing it because you had to mm-hmm. go through all the, the hoops of purchasing on top of it being free. Whereas Steam has added so much value add to purchasing stuff that it's almost dumb not to buy right. it on Steam. And the library, right? It's like, oh, you ever want to go back yeah. and play this? You don't need to go grab a DVD rip of black and white too you actually do because you can't get that game anywhere but outside of that example (laughs) yeah (laughs) you'd have like a consistent library and there were so many upsides to that so yeah it's nice to have something that persists so if i'm ever not at my home machine i could theoretically still download and play a game that i wanted to Mm. instead of like oh did you bring your your uh, box of diskettes you're like no i forgot them Okay. But then we have recent examples of like Nintendo shutting down the 3DS and Wii U stores, and True. people yeah. literally bought everything like the week beforehand and downloaded it to their system so that they would have it available. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the uh, the apocalypse for iOS when they shut down the 32-bit apps. There are certain games that you know there was no reason to port them over to modern ios so the only way to play them is to hope that you have whatever the ios version of an apk is and a completely unlocked thing or one that had it downloaded already and is still functional so there's a whole um like archive thing which support internet archive for that kind of stuff they have a warehouse outside of dc specifically for physical media on that stuff good it's something I never appreciated growing up where my mom's like, we should take photos. I'm like, no, who cares? But the older I get, like, my memory is so, so fucking sparse. But it is nice to go back to something physical big. Like, okay, this reminds me of a different time and just having that available versus just going off of memory. I think I remember Zumbinis. But no, I was actually able to get Zumbinis on Steam. Probably paid a little bit too much for it, but nostalgia. <laughs> um and it's just cool to have that stuff access accessible because now if I show people like 10 or 15 years down the line, be like, hey, this is something that we used to experience instead of going to like a YouTube video of like people 
taking a picture of a Super Nintendo. Be like, no, here's actually the games. Yeah. Uh, and there's constantly that whole, like, it's fractal almost, like, how much interest you can have on one specific thing and, like, how it breaks apart. I learned, I was watching a gaming historian video about uh, a company trying to make a portable NES back in the 80s. Like, there was a company that basically took the boards, shrunk it down, and I was watching an LTT video recently about apparently when the Wii came out, there was a community that was legitimately doing the exact same thing with actual guides on how to cut the PCB for a Wii, original Wii, such that you got rid of, like, some of the sensors and stuff that wasn't needed to actually play the games. Right. And I they mean, sell kits that you can mount. It's, it's wild. Like, archival and restoration is is, is massive, right? Then there it, it has... It seems like it's contrary... It runs contrary to people who want to be super protective of IP and people who want to, you know, suck as much value as they can potentially from an IP or just hold the idea that at some point they may re-release this they don't want the abandonware issues and stuff like that too yeah exactly but on the other side like for people who actually develop something realistically there's normally a you have like a cycle of sales digital distribution probably smooths that out a little bit so it goes longer than you would on just like a physical release where at some point you refer to as a long tail yeah exactly uh, I didn't know that, but that makes sense. <laughs> um, but like, it still does feel like we're kind of like pushing up against these, where the people who are most invested in the the game or the medium or something like that, the hardware, they have to try to find a way to preserve this long term, be that ROM or whatever the crap. Um, and you know, it's always going to be pushed back on by the, the the big company. It feels like there's been like it's, some yeah. examples where they subvert that. Like some company may release the source code for an old game or something like that. But that's it's soft rare. stuff back in the day. Yeah, did mm. they do that for King's Quest as well? They might have. I'm not going to be able to. Or maybe I'm thinking of Shining Force. I mean, there's also the a lot of large companies are getting better about it, but there was so much. It was Wild West and a lot of like the games that we grew up in, there's a constant problem of, like, uh, Square or Capcom literally just didn't have the source code or the assets besides... Mm-hmm. And so, like, they want to remaster stuff so it's available again, but then the only thing they have is, like, the finalized disc because they can't do that high-res conversion and stuff like that. Or, right. you know, they're reintroducing bugs from a beta build that they found that they couldn't find the source for, like, the finalized version. <laughs> so it's just like... That's very funny. Another round of QA? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Ship it. Yeah. I, I know that, I think you mentioned it with the Internet Archive and that, do they own the Wayback Machine? Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I knew that that was, you know, potentially at risk because mm-hmm. some people don't want their stuff to There's be There's been lawsuits with the the books that they are make available through that and stuff too. Mm-hmm. And it would be, it would be a big loss. I, like, even recently I was watching, um, uh, a Hoy video on Polybius, and okay. he uses the Wayback Machine to investigate claims that this, uh, this uh, internet uh, earlier arcade game site may or may not be the source of this myth, right? And like he has a whole section on here where that entire section would have been impossible if the Wayback Machine didn't exist. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, dang, like legitimately, we we would lose so much. If that just gets taken down, um, it is weird how, like, in high school, I'm like, history is dumb, and I don't think there's a point to it. And there's uh-huh. that that classic history thing of like, how can we learn from our mistakes if we don't remember them and then move forward? Uh, so I'm now slowly becoming the camp of like, I'd rather us record more, and then either we we have the option to leverage it or not but at least it is there as an option versus just deleting everything every two or three years that's what i'll buy the, the newest x <laughs> oh god <laughs> we just have all my thoughts and memories <laughs> yeah somebody takes the entirety of this audio and feeds it into a much better ai version of me Mm. Uh, it's just, Rachel was very upset. I was trying to. Yeah, she yeah. hadn't gotten around to listening to the AI episode a couple of weeks ago. 
Um, and you had made the joke about you being a AI version of yourself in that one. And I was trying to describe that joke to her. She thought that you had actually trained one of the artificial voice synths as a deep fake of your voice. And she's like, can I, can I talk to Dave about how to do that? And I'm like, I, I don't think he actually did that. It's possible, but you're going to need a lot more <laughs> data than you actually have right now. Yeah. I will say uh, the one that I was playing around with is called Eleven Labs. And I think that they even say on their site, they can only do about maybe five minutes of audio to be like beyond that. It's like, it's not really going to change the model too much. And it can sound pretty convincing, but it's definitely nowhere near perfect. Mm-hmm. But as like a fun playing around with, I, I do enjoy that very much. It is fun okay. to make my say, myself say stupid things. Okay. And um, you actually did. I didn't realize it had gone that far. I thought it was just mm-hmm. a, you were using one of the generic so, generated voices. No, no. Um, speci- uh, you haven't been on uh, the voice channel in Discord, yeah. but like I do have like t- a TTS command to go through my voice. Okay. So the bot will speak in my voice. I once did it when um, Eric, a friend of the podcast, who's also been on. Um, special guest. Special guest. Uh, there's, a, there's a hierarchy. We got to maintain it. <laughs> Everyone's right, a friend Jason. of the show. Some people are special guests. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, um, I saw he was online and I hopped online. And the bot was online as well. And so I had the bot say something to him, I think, before I joined. And then I joined him like, hey, what's up? He's like, what's going on? And <laughs> like, I had to explain it to him. He, I was like, oh, what are you talking about? He's like, don't mess with me. Like, yeah, I need to know what's, what's happening. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's fun for stuff like that, for sure. It is crazy, too, because like 11 Labs, there's another one I can't remember the name of. Apologies. They're like the popular um, public ones. Um, where you can kind of just trial in and give it a shot. But, like, those are just, like, the entry tier, walk-in-off-the-street tier uh, voice trainers. And, like, people are using those for a ton of things. Um, it's only going to get better. And they already have, you know, better ones out there. They're just not public. Brave New World. Sanctuary. I still think it would be fun to <laughs> splice in pieces of... Not to say that I haven't already, but uh-huh. to splice in um, some AI voice for a section. See if anybody you, actually catches it. You have to leave uh, trails all the way back to the original episode that people have to find, and then they win a prize if they find all 30 of them. Ah. Uh, did you guys not know about the uh, <laughs> the QR code and the uh, little adventure we made? We've had an ARG going for years. No one's even found the first the first <laughs> start. <laughs> Tunic has nothing on us. I'll say that much. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, we actually had an idea there for a bit, which was um, I mean, I'm gonna spoil it so that we don't actually do it, or we'll do it and just not tell you. Which was uh, generate the podcast script with Chat GPT, and then run it through the voice models for both of us. And we've optimized ourselves out of the podcast. It's not even necessary anymore. But you had to actually make a script for the podcast. Well, that's the first phase. We do that. And then in the same conversation with ChatGPT, you'd be like, okay, now that we've provided you with a script for a podcast, make us another one. <laughs> that's it. That's it. I like but idea. thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, Always nice a pleasure to have you. Good to have you and uh, I will say that uh, if you guys out there have better ideas than the one that we just talked about, please send those in. We freaking need them. Soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can join the discussion on Facebook while it exists at facebook.com slash soapstonepodcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. If this is not on Facebook, look us up on the Internet Archive if we still exist there. <laughs> <laughs>